Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Joelle Rankins Goodwin, who is the Senior Associate Director for Recruitment and Outreach at the University of Oregon. Joelle, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me. It is my pleasure and honor. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So, Joelle, let me start by asking you, what would you say is the most exciting thing happening at U of O right now? There are a lot of things exciting happening at the University <laughs> of Oregon right now. Construction, construction, construction. Um, <laughs> we've got, we're putting up lots of uh, new buildings. We've recently built a new welcome center, Unthank Hall, beautiful uh, state-of-the-art building. Um, we are, um, let's see, that came up. We've got another residence hall. When I went to the, to the University of Oregon, the residence halls we stayed in were, you know, built in the 1950s and 60s. And so now <laughs> we're trying to bring them into, um, bring them up to date. Um, and so that's, that's, uh, we're, there'll be another building coming down. Um, so we'll open a new one this fall and then another one will come down um, after that one opens up. And so uh, just making more room for, for our students and making uh, a more pleasant, uh, more pleasant living uh, conditions. Uh, the other exciting thing, I guess I probably should have said this first, is that we have a new president. Uh, we've uh, recently uh, uh, hired John Carl Schultz, uh, who uh, came in from uh, the University of Wisconsin at Madison, and he will be the 19th president of the University of Oregon. And so we're looking forward to uh, to him starting. I actually got to see him and uh, meet him today. He was on campus for some meetings and uh, just got to introduce myself real quickly. Um, and then if, again, going back to talking about 
building and construction and stuff. Um, about two years ago, we opened up the Phil and Penny Knight campus for accelerating scientific impact also known as the Knight Science Campus. Um, maybe uh, your folks rec recognize the name Phil Knight. Um, he, is, uh, he is one of the co-founders of Nike. And a lot of people know that we get a lot of, um, we get a lot of love from uh, Phil and Penny Knight. Um, but this, uh, this, new, uh, this new campus is designed to accelerate uh, the cycle of moving discoveries um, to impacts for greater good. It's the ability for students to have uh, interdisciplinary collaboration um, is, uh, is, is the purpose of, um, of this. Uh, it's to train new, new generations of scientists um, and great ties with industry entrepreneurs. It's kind of like an incubator, um, you know, those incubator businesses that they have and just a way to collaborate. So we're really, really excited about that. Now, the first part of the campus opened about two years ago, and it's, I can actually look out my window and see uh, see that building behind it. They are building the second part of the um, of the night science campus. So those are some of the exciting things that are going on. Um, is just expansion um, and and just you know working on towards the next great thing. Well, that's a terrific introduction, a lot of new construction, a new president, many mm -hmm. opportunities for internships and so much more. And I know that the U of O has many great programs, just to name a few, business, journalism, music, education. But what else can you share about the U of O in terms of what you offer in your classrooms and beyond that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? Here at the, at the University of Oregon, we like to talk about the Goldilocks principle. Um, <laughs> we are not so big that you're going to get lost in the crowd. Um, we're, 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 we're just kind of, we're not so small um, that you, you know, you don't have um, a lot of great opportunities. We're really just right. We're right in the middle. We consider ourselves to be a medium-sized university with a student population of just over 23,000. Uh, it's 19, about 19,000 undergraduate students. So we're big enough to literally offer you the world. Um, we've got, you know, we've got students coming from um, over 100 countries. We have awesome study abroad programs um, that we have within our study abroad. We have a thing that's called GEO, Global Education Oregon. That is our study abroad program. And uh, within GEO, there are over 300 programs for a student to consider um, going to over 100 countries. And so, like I said, we can offer you the world. And our class sizes, we're, uh, like I said, we're considered a medium-sized university. Our median class size is 20. Our student-to-teacher ratio is 18 to 1. And um, so some of those uh, lecture courses, of course, that are going to be 200, maybe 250 students. And even then, we're going to break those down into discussion sizes um, so students can get to know one another better. And so we really want to make uh, the build the opportunity for students to build their communities, whoever it is that they want to be with, surround themselves with. We really want 
the University of Oregon to feel like home. Um, we are a liberal arts uh, university, and so with almost 300 majors, minors, and certificate programs for, for students to look at. So there's so much to offer. And I think that's one of the great things about the University of Oregon is the, just the opportunities that you have uh, to get out um, and literally see the world. Well, we appreciate that overview, Goldilocks reference. I love that, which means just right, right? Not too big, not too small. You mentioned your medium size with 23,000 in terms of your total enrollment. Study abroad opportunities to over 100 countries. And as you said, you really can offer your students the world. So again, thank you so much for that intro. I was also curious, though, when searching for the right college, what should a student be looking for to ensure that they are finding the right fit for themselves and that they are, in fact, the right fit for the schools that they are applying to? Sure. You know, there are students out there applying to 10 plus <laughs> colleges and universities. I don't even know how I can't even wrap my head around that. Right. I'll tell you, for me, I, like I said, I'm a graduate of the University of Oregon. And um, back in the day, I applied to uh, four universities, two state schools right here in Oregon, uh, another school up in Washington. Um, and a, um, and then I applied to um, and I applied to another school in the South. The two state schools in the end going to be my choices. And for me, and I tell students this all the time, if you can visit, it really, really makes a difference. Not everyone has that luxury, but that's what sold it for me was the feel. This felt like home. Oregon felt like where I, uh, I needed to be, where I wanted to be, and where I should be. And so, um, again, if you have the opportunity to visit, um, do. But if you don't have the opportunity to visit, ask a lot of questions. Uh, schools are, we, we offer Zoom meetings um, that we have uh, the, there's a thing on, on YouTube called the College Tour. And it's a really a highly uh, uh, produced uh, show with a host and everything. It's really, really good, but they do a great, beautiful, true tour of the University of Oregon and introducing, uh, introducing people to what the U of O is about. And so if you can do those kinds of things um, to learn more about the schools that you're interested in, I think that that's really, uh, really, really helpful. Well, I appreciate that you mentioned the college tour and their host, Alex Boylan, is absolutely phenomenal. They have a website so that you can view the videos for free, but it's also on Amazon Prime. So thank you for mentioning that. And I also appreciate you talking about visiting the campus, if at all possible, because a lot of times it really is difficult to replicate the feel, as you put it, right? That feeling, that that sense of whether or not you feel it's the right fit for you when you're on that campus. It's very difficult to replicate that in, in a virtual meeting, right? Or just looking at a brochure. Absolutely. So I was also curious, getting into the application process, what does your mid 50% look like in terms of GPA and standardized test scores? And if a student should fall a little below that, what are some of the things that they can do to enhance their overall application? Absolutely. Uh, so last year's I've got for last year's incoming freshman 
uh, class, they, the middle 50% was a 3.49 to a 4.06. And as I tell all of my students that I talk to, you could be higher, you could be lower. That's just the middle 50%. Uh, so don't be sad if you don't, if you don't meet that, uh, meet those numbers. Um, what do you do if, when you, you talked about test scores, so we are test optional. Um, and so if you're lower than that, well, there's a couple of things to do. Show that you are working hard uh, to, to get that, that GPA up, if you will. Uh, we look at grade trends. Um, I like to talk about, I give it an example of, you know, maybe you started out slow your freshman year, um, but then maybe you worked yourself into rock star status by your senior year. That's a grade trend. And we look at that. Uh, maybe you, you know, maybe you had the up and down grade trend. Um, or maybe you were a rock star in the beginning, you were a rock star for three years, senior year, you decided to kick back and, 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 and kick your feet up. And we tell <laughs> students, you can't do that. You have got to finish strong. You've got to keep your foot on the gas. And we can see that. Um, some of the, we have on our application, um, aside from your regular essay, we have a special circumstances portion of the essay. And that is for you to tell us, is there something in your application, in your transcript, something in your life that has happened that maybe caused your, your grades to take a nosedive? right? Maybe you've been a rock star and then all of a sudden junior year, uh, you got really, really sick and you were out of class for, for quite some time and your grades took a dip. Um, talk to me about that. Don't let me look at your transcript and wonder, wow, I wonder what happened junior year. Tell me about it. Tell me about it in the special circumstances portion of the application. And, and we read those kinds of things and we, we, we take those things into uh, consideration. Also on the, on the application now, we're on, we have the Oregon application, we're on coalition application and the common application. So on the common app, they ask for up to 10 extracurricular activities, right? Uh, on ours, we actually only ask you for three, but if you're filling out the common application, if you just list 10 things and say, I did this, this, and this, and you know, maybe it's a one and done activity, that's not too terribly impressive, right? Show me that you have put some time and um, just some heart into whatever your activities are. Now, when we talk about activities, not everybody has the opportunity to play on the football team, uh, to play in the band, to um, you, you name it, whatever. Some people have to work a job, right? Some people are going home and babysitting little brother or sister. To us, those are activities. Put them down, but don't just put that, put them down. There's space for you to explain what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're getting out of it. Were you on the football team? Great. Were you the captain of the football team? Were you, um, I don't know, talk about leadership, uh, camaraderie. What are the things that you're getting out of these activities? If you just list that you, you played football or you sang in the choir or whatever, that doesn't do a whole lot for me. That just says, okay, you were busy. 
I want to welcome back Sean Patel, who is the founder and CEO of Prep Expert. He's a Shark Tank entrepreneur making a deal with Mark Cuban back in 2016. Sean, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, John. So I just wanted to share with all your listeners real quick that we have an amazing partnership with the College Admissions Process Podcast, and we have a really special offer for all of your listeners. So for any listener who wants to enroll their student into one of our prep expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one-on-one tutoring programs, you can get 30% off just for being a listener of the College Admissions Process Podcast. All you need to do is put in the promo code College Talk, one word, just College Talk, and that'll give you 30% off all prep expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one-on-one tutoring packages. Make sure you use the link in the show notes of the College Admissions Process Podcast. Thank you, Sean. We really appreciate it. To our listeners, as an affiliate partner with Prep Expert, I want to be transparent with you that for every purchase made, the College Admissions Process Podcast will receive a small commission from Prep Expert. But rest assured that we only promote programs that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. For more information, please see the Prep Expert affiliate partnership link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. Well, I really appreciate that answer, particularly you talked about grade trends, whether they improved or were bumpy throughout high school. And it's important, students, as Joel said, to talk to the reps about why, as opposed to having them speculate as to that why. I also appreciate you mentioning the extracurriculars, particularly jobs, or in fact, if you have to babysit a younger sibling, explain that, include that, so that the reps can get an overall picture of who you are. If you're required to watch a sibling or if you have a part-time job, that might be the reason why you're not so active in school in terms of clubs because you have other obligations to the family. So it's very important not to leave the reps in a situation where they're going to speculate students, but explain all of this to help your overall application. So we really appreciate that, Joel. Thank you so much. And can you walk us through the timeline for applying to the U of O And what are the important deadlines for students and their parents to keep in mind? Absolutely. So uh, let's start with uh, talking to my juniors out there. Um, (laughs) Our our application, uh, for as long as I can remember, has been available on the 1st of August. So for you students for fall of 2024, um, the application will become available on the 1st of August. We have an early action deadline, early action being non-binding. If you are, uh, if you apply by the 1st of November, you will get a response by the uh, 15th of December. Uh, And I tell folks that response is one of three things, accepted, denied, or deferred for holistic review. Um, And then the regular deadline is January 15th. Get your application in by January 15th, you have applied. Ensure that you get any associated paperwork that we may be asking for in by February 15th. That's very important when we're talking about scholarships and things like that, especially our merit-based scholarships. 
So we appreciate you reviewing the deadlines and specifically talking about the importance of applying early for the scholarship opportunities. So thank you so much for that, Joel. And how does the U of O handle standardized test scores? Of course, we're talking about SATs and ACTs in the admissions process. And what is your policy on test optional admission? Yeah, great question. Um, so as you you know, and everybody knows, COVID essentially shut down the 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 opportunity for students to take the ACT uh, and and SATs, um, and so all the schools went immediately, you know, fumbled around and 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 and, and went test optional. Um, we had at the University of Oregon had already planned on going test optional um, before that happened, um, and so it, we went test optional as we had planned. Um, and we will remain test optional uh, for the foreseeable future. As far as um, uh, scholarships go, we are test blind and we'll wait to see. Uh, we're not positive about that right now. That could change in the future, but for right now, uh, the fall of 2024, um, we are test optional and test blind for scholarships. Well, based on your experience, Joel, where do you see the test optional trend going over the next five years? I see a lot more schools going permanently test optional, and um, I'm—I i do not know. I think that that the 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 standardized test companies are going to have to uh, change the way they do business um, and uh, and and come up with 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 something different. I don't know what that is. I don't. I don't get paid enough money to, to think <laughs> that way. <laughs> but I do, I do see more schools going test optional. And I, I think that the, the, like I said, the companies are going to have to, uh, have to change, uh, change the way they do business. Understood. And we appreciate that. Another piece that people talk about is demonstrated interest. So Joel, how do students demonstrate their interest in the U of O? And is that something that you use as part of your overall application process? Um, yes and no. Um, we, you know, we, we have a lot of, we have many opportunities for students. You can, you can come and visit us uh, on a regular campus tour. We're doing what's called duck days. And that's a, a day for students have been admitted to the University of Oregon and they need to have, you know, maybe they've never been here and they need to have that look. It's an all day program that we set out for them. Really, really nice. Um, or like myself, I recruit in uh, New Jersey, New York, and Hawaii. And I go to those places I talk to the students. I might have a reception, a high school visit. That's a way to show that you're you're interested in in the University of Oregon. We do Zoom meetings. Uh, we do you know you can make an appointment for a phone call. All of these things show that you are interested in uh, the University of Oregon. And so maybe I've got a student on the left hand who has done all the things. They have set up the Zoom meeting. They've come to visit. They came to a reception. Um, they've done all of those things. And then you've got a, the student on the right hand who's done none of those things. All things being fair, if their files look exactly the same, they would both be, could both be admitted, right? So that I'm not going to hold that against someone that they don't have that opportunity. 
probably it makes the most difference when it gets down to the wire uh, and we're looking and you see the student who's done all of these things we say this poor this student is more likely to uh to commit to the university of oregon than this person over here that hasn't really uh you know done done anything uh, to show interest Understood. And we appreciate the different scenarios. So thank you so much for that, Joelle. I was also curious, how does the U of O support students once they are enrolled? In other words, what kind of resources and services are available to help students succeed academically and socially once they're on your campus? Yeah, so let's start with socially. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have um, over 300 uh different clubs and organizations. That's including our division one sports. Uh, we've also got club sports and we've got intramural sports. Um, but also we've got uh, just any number of, of organizations that you can, uh, that you can be of, uh, be a part of. There are, whether it's the, uh, what it's, oh, there's a, a club called, I think it's Swifties. <laughs> they're Taylor Swift fans. That's an actual club. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, uh, there's a the Rubik's Cube Club. Um, <laughs> just all kinds of, of cool things for for students to be involved in here on campus. Um, we so you we're located in Eugene, Oregon. We're the second largest city in Oregon. Population is about one hundred and ten thousand. So we get a lot of um, a, a lot of entertainment uh, that comes to uh, comes to Eugene. Uh, we've got uh, the Holt Center for Performing Arts where um, you get Broadway shows that will come. Uh, we have a number of music venues down downtown. Uh, our Math Unite Arena, that's the basketball arena here on campus. Uh, concerts coming through Elton John, Chicago, Macklemore, Bruno Mars, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. So a lot of folks coming through Eugene. So a lot of things to do. You, there's no reason for you to be bored uh, here uh, at the University <laughs> of Oregon or in Eugene. Um, also outdoors, if you like the outdoors, this is a place to be hiking, biking. We have over 260 miles of dedicated uh, cycling running trails here in wow. Lane County. Um, hiking, biking, kayaking, rock climbing, skiing, all of you, you name it, and you can do it. And we have a fabulous outdoor club to help students with all of those activities. Now, um, support academically, things like that. We have great academic advisors here to help, um, to help our students uh, ensure that they're getting the classes that they need. Um, we have uh, excellent mental health support. Um, within mental health, we have crisis support. We've got therapy here on campus. Mental health has always been important, right? But probably never more so than when uh, we were hit by the, the COVID-19 pandemic. And so we really, really wrapped our arms around the mental health thing and ensuring that our, our, our students are getting those things um, that they need uh, to, to just survive, to live. And uh, we have counseling services at our, our health center, 
Other things that uh, I can mention, we have uh, safe resources uh, for students here on campus. Um, if you are, uh, let's say you're, you're studying one night, we have this thing called Safe Ride, and you are studying, you're in the library, it's midnight, you don't realize it, and you you know, get up to leave and you don't want to walk home by yourself uh, in the middle of the night, you can call Safe Ride to come and to pick you up. Our, we have the Division of Equity and Inclusion um, in our uh, on campus here, ensuring um, that those students, uh, those folks who may feel marginalized, have the support that they need. Um, we have uh, the Black Cultural Center, Lily Reynolds Black Cultural Center, which was just built a couple of years ago, a safe space uh, for our our, uh, our Black students uh, that are coming through. We have uh, L LGBTQIA uh, communities uh, for, for folks, again, you know, to feel supported. We have a men's resource center, a multicultural center, uh, non-traditional students, uh, those students who may be starting a little bit late, transfer students. We have a veterans center. So you name it, uh, I could I could go on all day long with all, with the different types of support that that we have uh, here at the University of Oregon. And I one of the things I like to say is that it, it's I graduated from here in 1986, and we have come so far uh, when from where where we were when I was a student. So many resources, so much support, and I think that that's important for students to know. Uh, whatever campus you wind up on, they should be there to support you and ensure that you're seeking those folks out so that you can do well um, and do what you have to do. And that's and that's get your degree. Well, that's terrific. And as you mentioned, there are so many resources and supports for all of your students, 300 clubs and organizations, plenty to do on your campus and beyond. And also for all students, great resources, again, to ensure that they feel supported and they're thriving once they're on your campus. Absolutely. So, Joelle, I always put the Office of Undergraduate Admissions, I link it in the show notes. If there are any other resources that you would like me to link to provide to the students and their parents, just send them to me. And of course, I'll put them in the show notes. So this has been a phenomenal conversation. And before I ask you the last question, Joelle, I was curious, are there any questions that I didn't ask that you wish I had? Or is there anything else that you want to leave us about the U of O before I get to that last question. Well, you didn't ask that question that everyone asks about someone from Oregon. Does it really rain that much? <laughs> well, does it really rain that much? <laughs> it does not really rain that much. And in fact, let me see if I can find my... Um, so we compare to New York. New York gets about 2% more rain <laughs> annually than we do. So <laughs> well, there you go. You heard it right here. <laughs> oh, you're terrific. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And Joel, this truly has been a phenomenal conversation. Unfortunately, it does lead us to the last question, which is what are the top three pieces of advice that you would provide a student and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process? Scholarships scholarships, scholarships, and, and I mean it, uh, too many times. Uh, this can be, you know, I love my job, but it can be heartbreaking. And the, the phone call that I get every year is so heartbreaking. I, I, I'll never forget, I had a conversation, a mom called me, I don't remember, it was quite a few years ago. And she says, 
Uh, my son was admitted to the University of Oregon. Congratulations, great. But I didn't realize it cost so much. He's wanted to be a duck since he was six years old. We can't afford this. And I, you know, when I'll, I'll be at a college fair or something and, uh, and students walk up to me, parents, uh, they'll be freshmen and sophomores in high school. And oh, we're, we're a little bit early. It's never too early. Start thinking about it now. I started saving for my son when he was six months old. All right. right. Um, right. And so you've got to. Yes, you may have your dream schools, but you need to look at the cost of those dream schools and then you need to figure out how you're going to pay for it. And there are scholarships out there to be had that go unclaimed. And so when students and parents come to me and ask, you know, they, they showed me their financial aid letters. Um, we have a, we have a few merit based scholarships just solely based on, on GPA and, um, uh, and we and we give out quite a few of those, but it doesn't cover everything. And so I point uh, I point students and parents to certain pages on our website uh, for scholarships um, that you know, depending on which school or major you have within the University of Oregon, there will be scholarships available. But I also point them to uh, uh, some links we have on our website for scholarships outside of the University of Oregon, uh, fastweb.com, collegescholarships.org, I think it is, and say, start now, start looking at those scholarships and, um, you know, 500 here, 1,000 there, 5,000, 10,000 maybe, it all adds up. $500 probably pays for your books for, for a ter uh, term. So that really and truly is uh, right. my advice is to uh, Google is your friend. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to scholarships, you're, you're going out there and you're, you're, uh, the, this, uh, you're building up, you go like in fast web uh, that I mentioned, you go in and you, um, I guess you, you build a profile and um, they tell you about scholarships that may be, you may be eligible to apply for. So go out there and search for those scholarships um, and, and, and get it paid for. Well, we really appreciate that. The conversation about scholarships, starting early, looking at cost early, and the net price calculator is something that every school has, usually on their website, which is really right. important because it gives you a solid idea based on your income and your assets in terms of what the annual cost to attend college will uh, be. But also, Joel, you mentioned a lot of scholarship websites. You talked about FastWeb and some others. Again, anything that you want me to link into the show notes, just send it to me and we'll make those and more available to the students and their parents. Joel, this was an awesome conversation. I cannot thank you enough as I know that this is going to help so many students and their parents. I hope to have you again. Thank you for your time and your expertise today. Absolutely. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap. What's up, podcast friends? I'm happy to announce that we've teamed up with some fantastic affiliate partners to further enhance your overall college journey. 
So do you or someone you know need stylish dorm decor, trendy college apparel, or top-notch test prep? Whether it's creating a cozy home away from home, flaunting the latest in college apparel, or securing top-notch test prep help, we've got you covered. Check out our affiliate links in the show notes within each of these categories, which we believe will help you, our listeners. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast does get a small commission, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit you, our listeners. So check out the links in the show notes and share with anyone you think may benefit. Thank you all and best wishes.